On this episode, we'll dive into the murdery, catfishy, chaotic world of The One and its horrendous Netflix adaption that was so bad it makes C-SPAN look interesting. There will be spoilers, so if this one is still in your to-read pile, we'd skip to another episode. Welcome back to Page Rage. We're finally going to talk about the book-to-screen adaptation Ashley has been ranting about all year and one of the reasons Page Rage exists. I am so excited we're finally talking about this. I think Kat's excited we're finally talking about it just so she can hear me stop talking yes. about it. It's been a it's been a year. I'm gonna take a big backseat and just let her go. Let her go. <laughs> let me get it off my chest. It'll be like a therapy session for me. Mm-hmm. We also have another guest rager this week. Amy, welcome to Page Rage. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited. So Amy is my co-lead of our Killers and Thrillers book club and is a woman after our own hearts as the mastermind behind Angry Girl Pies. If you're in the New York City area, I definitely recommend checking out her Insta. I can personally vouch that they are all delicious. She's also obsessed with everything murdery and dark, so I knew that she was the right person for this episode. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Amy, we have to ask all of our guests this. What was your biggest page rage of 2021? I'm actually going back a little bit because I think we actually read this one towards the end of 2020 um, in one of the last months, but Eight Perfect Murders. So bad. (laughs) That's on my two reads list. Don't say that. No. It's so bad. It was like reading cardboard. Wow. It was. And it was like, you saw the title. Of course, you read the blurb. You get sucked Mm -hmm. in right away. This is going to be so good. And it it was just bad strangers on a train, bad Agatha Christie, bad, just like every potentially good horror mystery rolled into one. And it just, the different stories didn't connect. He didn't connect with anyone in his world, in his other world. It was just, it was bad. There was lots of dropped, dropped hints, dropped clues. I finished it because I was angry enough not to, but. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I'm just deleting it off my two weeks on Goodreads. So that's exactly what's happening right now. I'm it very was, disappointed. So, but one so, last yeah. thing I have to stress about. See, yes, I freed up a couple of hours of your life and um, you should be very happy. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was it was hard because we're all for I understand that sometimes you just have untrustworthy main characters. And I actually think that's fun when you think you can trust them. And then, you know, giant curveball and you find out they've been lying to you the reader the whole time too. totally fine with that kind of arc. But this one, it wasn't good. And he wasn't smart enough to be pulling off the things he thought he could. So it just wasn't it was it was yeah. Or even, yeah, or even compelling enough. Like, he wasn't evil enough. He wasn't Mm -mm. psycho enough. He wasn't humorous enough. He was, he was cardboard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. Like you said, he was cardboard. Well, I'm glad you freed up that time for me. Because (laughs) I have, like, 170 other books that are on my to-read list. (laughs) So I appreciate that. But let's get in into the heart of what's going on and on this episode. I'm going to give you a quick summary on The One. The One, written by John Mars, was published in March of 2018 and somehow flew under our radar until 2020. The premise of this book is a woman creates a system that can find your, quote, one true love. It's like 23andMe, but instead of discovering where your ancestors are from, you find your DNA love match. 
This book jumps into the lives of several different people who have been quote unquote matched and how their lives are changed for the better or worse. Usually it's worse. So would y'all take a DNA test to find your true love? I know I would because I'm single AF. So I'm trying (laughs) trying to find who that man is. I definitely would just because I want to know. I, just, I would just want to know. I'm a Virgo and I'm way too curious. I, I couldn't just let it be floating out in the, the universe. I would want to know who this crazy person is. So I'd have to. I would probably, yes, I probably would do it too. And as Ashley knows, my mother would probably pay whatever it was to take this test because um, she's tired of waiting for me to find someone. My mom and, too. Yes, but... <laughs> And also, I mean, obviously, I'm on the podcast. I, you know, Killers and Thrills Book Club, you know what I like to read. And I read those books on the beach. And I read true crime on the beach. And I read true murders on the beach and on the train and on the planes when we used to fly everywhere. And um, according to my mother, those books will scare off more men than they will attract. So hence, I will be single forever and ever and ever. Not the right so one. <laughs> right? Not at the least smart ones. <laughs> to be fair, at least it's just your books. My parents just tell me, they're like, you're scary. You have to be nicer. That's how I, I disagree. Well, I'm a no. scary human and John is somehow still here, but he's also a very calm human. So it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom also says I have angry eyes, angry girl pies, angry eyes, all ties back it. together. Uh, I especially love that. if you're bothering me while I'm reading my murder book. And I don't wasn't expecting you to come up and talk to me. I'll be like, uh-huh. No. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm here so, for yeah. that. I just got I'm that like, hungry eye song from Dirty Dancing stuck in my head. Oh, that, that but I'm like remixing it to be angry eyes. Angry <laughs> eyes. You know, that's what's happening. In case you're wondering why I'm like bopping around. So <laughs> uh, Amy, it sounds like we're kindred spirits with our parents. <laughs> I feel like we are, definitely. I was like, I see why you and Asher. <laughs> we are a squared. We are a squared. I think one of my biggest rages about this particular book to film or book to show adaption was really just the switching of all the storylines. So in the book, we definitely have a serial killer loose in London, and that's kind of the backdrop to what's happening is there's essentially a modern day Jack the Ripper just running around London while everybody's trying to also find their love match. But in the TV show, it kind of switches and it's a body that's discovered. So there is a murder happening in the background and that's tied throughout the storyline. But I just don't feel like it was compelling, mostly because of the fact that Christopher, who's also one of the characters in the book, was the serial killer and he was nowhere in the show. And it drove me absolutely insane. No, 100%. Like none of the, I think the book followed five or six couples including um, Ellie, Ely Ellie, the founder, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and her story about her ma- her true match. Um, none of those couples made it into the series. It was more, there were couples and stories that they were following in the show. None of them came from the book, though. Um, Ellie's story was more, I feel like we got more background in the show um, about how it all started and the group of friends, you know, that, people that she started it with but then when it comes to the murder and this was my biggest rage in the show was the murder itself and how you know they kept okay so they kept 
you didn't really know episode one, it all unraveled as you go through. But this is London. This is early 2000s or like recent 2000s. So we all know there's things as CCTV, there's people watching you, there's always people on their phones, cameras filming you, you're never secret. This murder happened. They were able to drag someone up mm-hmm. to the roof of this building, push him off, get him, drag him, throw him in a car, drag him to the river, push him into the river. They were never captured on any camera, street cam, traffic cam. No one had their phone out. You know, there were no influencers taking pictures that they were in the background <laughs> of. Like, there was nothing. <laughs> No one walking their dog. No one was out. Exactly. That never happens. (laughs) Never happens. Yeah. So that was, that was one of my biggest, just like, okay, details. Like if they're going to get away with the murder, fine, but someone caught them on camera somewhere and that never, it never came up. It never materialized. I don't know that I needed all the background that they gave us for Ellie, Rebecca, whatever you want to call her between the book and the show. I don't know that I needed all that. In the book, it just kind of started out with her being super powerful and really just kind of showed her demise. And this one flipped it a little bit. Obviously, you have her as a possible suspect for murder, but it wasn't really showing a way for her to come crumbling down um, in the same way as they they did in the book. But there was one couple that was relatively similar that came from the the book into the show and that was the whole mark sally hannah situation the biggest difference though was mark did not fall for his match wasn't a man in the the show even though it was in the book and that was part of the whole magic of the book was everybody kind of being crisscrossed and just really having to go outside of their norm to find love and they i don't think they did that as much in the show no, they didn't. I forgot about that whole, that was the biggest story in the show. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that like sucked me in was that storyline. I don't know. It's more like I hated it. Like I hated them, but I was so invested <laughs> in their thing. Cause I felt so bad for Alex in the book, Megan in the show. Yeah. Megan, I felt so bad for her. She just had her whole life like completely disrupted because of some crazy chick who decided to, I would never, would you put your other, your spouses? No. Would you want to find their DNA? No. Cause that's crazy. Yeah. Well, she, Hannah, the original girlfriend. Yeah. What she did, I would never do, but then she took it to the next level and she kept pushing to try to push them together, asking all the questions, being all in depth, but then she got whiny at the end when they actually did of course, if she's going to push them together, the whole premise is this is DNA match. You can't deny it. Push them together. There's going to be an attraction there. They're going to get together. No matter how hard they fight it or try to fight it, she just kind of broke. She wasn't strong at the end. She just got middle school whiny. That's where she lost me. She lost me when she stole the sports bra and made yeah, yeah, her husband sniffing. That's when I was out. I was like, all right, you're real crazy. I did appreciate they tried to make Hannah a little bit crazier in the show because they took out all the actual crazy characters from the movie right. not, or from the book. Not one of them showed up in the show. Uh, so they tried to, you know, I guess give her a little bit more of a, a crazy edge. But ugh. is there there was supposed to be a second season. And then I, I haven't heard anything about it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if there if there really will be after that. I think the biggest problem here is that they took really great material. And I understand mm-hmm. there are a ton of characters, there were a lot of relationships, there was a lot happening, but I, I really feel like you took out the most compelling stories, the ones that kept us flipping the pages, like Christopher, who's a serial killer who was matched with a police officer. Right then and there, you already are like, what is this? Like, that was mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, they were and- my favorite in the in the book. And not Absolutely. only because her name was Amy, but I mean, <laughs> wh- how how perfect that you match up a cop with a serial killer and a psychopath. Like, it's it's perfect. Absolutely. Especially yeah, a cop who Maddie. is... Maddie is the one who matched and her person was dead and she showed up at the funeral and met his family and started getting involved with all them. Yeah. That's Maddie. It was Mandy. Mandy. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) I liked who else? That story. I liked that was, that was sweet. That was a really sweet storyline. I did like that one as well. too. That was where the catfishing came into play a little bit, but it was for a good reason. Yeah, I needed yeah. that though. Like somebody had to have some kind of good out- <laughs> outcome in the book. I needed like Jade's story because I was like, you guys are giving me a lot of rough things here. I need somebody to have like a nice wholesome storyline. So I think that's probably why Mars did that. He was like, let me give them like a little breather. <laughs> It is true because every storyline in the book, you may have thought that it was going to be a happy ending. And then there was some like insane twist, like even Mandy, the crazy coma lady. I never saw that storyline coming in the book where it's essentially like she gets pregnant from the sperm of her match who is in a coma that was given to her by his family because they wanted something of him. And then you find out that the mother of her match was crazy and like snatching children. Like they weren't even really her kids. Like it was wild. I did not expect that as I was like continuing. That I didn't see. Yeah. And why, why wasn't that in the, sh- in the show? Like these are the things that would have definitely kept me engaged and interested in the show. I just, I just feel like they took a, a strange turn, like giving us all this backstory, showing us how it was made. It just took out everything that was fun and exciting and, just kept you engaged with the book. So I don't know if there can be a second season because I think the first one was so boring. Why would anybody want to watch a second season? There are a lot of people out there who liked the show. And I don't know if it's because maybe they didn't read the book first and they were just going into it blindly and like, oh, okay. So this is, if you have no history with the book and just take the show for what it is, maybe I would have liked it better. But knowing, but reading the book first and knowing all the stories and all the characters, and even if they took two and just modeled them more closely, you know, it was the the worst based on adaptation crossover that I've seen in a while. I definitely agree with that. And one of the questions that I was going to ask you to is, you know, were there any characters that you wouldn't have wanted to see in the show? But for me, the ones I did not care about, at least in the way they presented them in the show, were Mark and Hannah. In the book, that that storyline is really interesting. But in the show, it was just, it was boring. It definitely picked up at the very end. They were obviously trying to set up for a second season. But I feel like if they had just kept to the book, made it a limited series, and just, you know, went all in on the existing content, I think we'd be in a very different situation with this. 
Right. Like second book line could be again, keeping to the book and not the show. Okay. So they hit the self-destruct button and you know, everyone's on their own again, but then Ellie and the bodyguard finally, finally fall in love. (laughs) And and then the second book is just about their storyline and her going on to whatever her next business is going to be. I would be fine with her and the bodyguard falling in love because I think he knows where all the bodies are buried literally and figuratively. So they would be a good match. But I want to see Amy, at least the book Amy, come back in the second show and or second book and be a serial killer. Like I want her to just kind oh, of go was, Dexter on everybody. That's what I she want. She was definitely on her way. Yeah. With that last, with the last victim, she was definitely on her way. Do you think they're going to try and do anything like that? If they do have a second season, do you think they would try and make the detective Kate into that character? Do you see that coming out of that particular storyline from the, the show? There really wasn't much character development outside of the founder in the show is the problem. The only really strong storyline other than Ben and Rebecca and that whole mess is the Hannah, Mark, and Megan thing. And even then, I don't think people really got involved with them emotionally because you didn't feel bad for her because she set it up for herself. I felt vindicated for Megan at the end when she put her uh, Hannah's hair in to get tested. I was like, good for you. I was like, get her ass back. I was all for that. I mean, there was just no real attachment between the audience and the characters on the show. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even pick it up for a second season. Sort of curious to see if they do, just because I know I'll watch at least one episode just to see if they're trying. But mm-hmm. They would have to almost start over and pretend it's like a new season one. And this was just all of season one was just a teaser. Long, boring teaser. (laughs) I do think it was interesting to see Rebecca meeting her match. They were showing her as the guinea pig in the show. And that was not shown in the book. Instead, in the book, you're seeing her fake match just be this like evil genius trying to bring her whole empire down because of basically what her company did to his parents i just felt like that was a that was a more intriguing storyline just just because she did fall for him she did fall so hard and at the very end there was nothing she could do no amount of money she could throw at it he he truly backed her into a corner he was 12 steps ahead of her the whole time and it was just so fascinating to see how that all crashed down around her In the show, it's a little bit different. It's like, despite everything happening, she can throw her money around. She can throw her bodyguard at people. Like, she can literally bury people so that nothing comes to light. You see her threatening politicians with, oh, do you want your daughter masked with this, you know, abusive, crazy, like, heroin addict? I didn't think so. So it's just a different spin in the in the show than they have on her in the book. And I, I think in the book, it made her a little more human. In the show, I mean, there's there's nothing likable about her, like no. except I do appreciate some of her suits. But other than that, I didn't care about her. I didn't like her character. I just, I just wanted her to go away. Um, she could leave her wardrobe a hundred percent. You're right. The book, she didn't see it coming, and there was no way out of it. And it was great, and, t- and all of a sudden, it was like a cliff like she just took one more step and it all fell apart so quickly after that i guess if you if you look at this as two separate universes 
maybe that's why some people were really engaged with it. But I, even looking at it as a separate universe, I just, it wouldn't be something that I would be super excited about. What did you guys think about the ending of the book versus the ending of the show? How they wrapped everything up? It was much tighter in the book, but left the book open for next steps. All of the fail safes that she had in place, Ellie had in place in the book. Um, if anything should go wrong, if, you know, what if the backlash is, um, it was more the business side of it, if I'm remembering correctly, there were more, she had more backup plans to keep it going. Um, if there was the public interest in it, and it seemed like the public was still interested in it, it was just her personally, her personal life was just shattered and done. And devastating but devastating like but I do I do want to know what's next for her I do want to see more of her and I did want to see more of what happened to the company um even though my copy of the book did not have the last website the 404 page, page. <laughs> the 404 page. <laughs> I thought the book like I don't need there to be another book I thought it ended perfectly I thought he wrapped up everything and tied it in a nice bow in a real on every single storyline in a really good way. The show obviously of course wants to set itself up for a second season with um, Megan turning in Hannah's hair, seeing where her, her match is and the whole thing where the cop now knows that you can maybe have two matches depending on like a sibling chromosome thing. I just, again, I'm going to like stand on this. The character development in the show was trash. I don't care if they ever make a second season to that show. I'm not invested. I don't care about Rebecca. I don't care about the cop. I didn't feel bad for her when she was dealing with the, with her whole issues. I was like, there's a murder going on and you're sidetracked. I was like, I'm going to need you to get your head in the game. Do your job. Right. Honestly, the most person I was curious about was the investor. <laughs> I asked Ashley, I go, this guy invested in a whole company and didn't even want to try out the product. I was like, I'm no. so curious. I was like, did he get matched or did, is it like on the low? Is that supposed to be in second season? I was like, somebody let that cat out of the bag. That's what I want to know about. What was his purpose here besides trying to stage like a coup? What were you, what were you doing in here? You're just another character I didn't need. Yeah. And hiring the escort. I was like, what's the deal, man? I was like, you didn't even want to try. You didn't even want to shoot for it. You didn't even want to have like it in an envelope anywhere, like a weird gender reveal. I, I don't know. I was, <laughs> that was massive. Pops out of a cake. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I wanted. I was like, that was the most thing that I got. I was so confused by the guy everybody else's storyline like man there's not one redeeming person on this show i need at least one redeeming person on a show or i like lose interest outlier i went through four seasons of breaking bad and i was like i need oh, somebody yeah. to be a, i was like i need some kind of little glimmer and they were like well no there's not anything and i was like okay well i'm out was i was nothing. like yeah sons of anarchy i was like i I exited oh. out on season five, but I did watch the season fin uh, the series finale. Oh, no. But again, I, I was the like, whole thing. I did. All it was of that. just like one bad thing after the other. I was like, I can't mm -hmm. handle this. <laughs> it stresses me out, and it makes me really sad. Orange is the new black stressed me out. I could not watch past season one. Like every single character made every single bad decision ever, and it was it yeah. was it was very stressful. I couldn't. I stopped after the I first season. 
I read the book and then I, I watched too. the show. Yeah, and ah. it's very, it's very different. It but very I different, watched but they're all both of good. Seasons. Yeah, unlike this good. one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all the seasons of Orange Is the New Black because I kept it, it give you an, a different look on the prison system and how things. It are definitely did, there. and that was the point of that book was to yep. get you thinking about the prison system and reform and the things that are just mm-hmm. broken and what is not working. So I think in that aspect, they did do. A good job and there were characters where you saw their humanity and you saw mm-hmm. that little glimmer of okay we can get through this and things like that i mean there's not a was the number one favorite character ever i can't speak about kusei because i will still cry i i cannot i i amazing bald during that episode and i'm still not okay and i don't think i ever will be so nope she's okay. like forever that character even in handmaid's tale i know i was like what are you doing over here i love you Bring yes. it back to the one. Yes. <laughs> These are the two things I will accept if they have a second season. One, whoever Hannah's masked with is Christopher and is a serial killer. Two, the investor becomes a serial killer in the second <laughs> I will then accept a second season. If there is no serial killer that is involved with either of these characters or in the storyline... I'm writing Netflix a very lengthy letter. I'm going to be a Karen and I'm going to express express all of my displeasure about what they did to this book when there was no rewrites necessary. There are some instances where they do a better job with the movie or the TV show than the author did in the book. I can use Crazy Rich Asians as an example of that. I loved the main character in the movie. In the book, she doesn't have as much of a backbone, but in the movie, she like stood her ground and went toe to toe with with some very intense women. But and they they did a much better job of that portrayal, you know, movie to book. But in this instance, we didn't need that. We didn't need those rewrites. It was perfect as it was. And I don't know who went in there and was just like, let me just take out everything that's good and let's find the most boring things to pull through for eight episodes or however long that was but anyway those are my two exceptions for a season two i would need i would need a new couple like a brand new couple who had signed up and just found out about each other jay story i would watch yeah jay story i would watch mandy story i would watch oh i love Um, mandy story yeah, the true version of Alex's story. Um, Amy wants the book in the, in the show. I do, do want. I want it. I do, too. do I do. In a nutshell, I want. I want the entire do book it again. Fire <laughs> everybody and do it again. I mean, all you need to do is just. We all have copies of the book. We could all sit in a writer's room and just I'm write the script it. for it. I will happily guide someone to the correct script and what it should be for this yes netflix you heard it here first uh we're open (laughs) for you to give us a call here for you we have a diverse you know group of women here we come from different backgrounds we all have different viewpoints but i think we can make this a lot better than whoever you pay to do this you should probably take that money back and never hire them again this was terrible they should have taken the money back and put it to another season of Mindhunter, which they canceled. And I'm still upset about that. Cause that was a great show. So good. It was so it was a great good. Show. That one I never started, but now oh, I feel like, I know, I know. You're killers and thrillers. I know. Oh, You're <laughs> I'm a disgrace to the whole genre. <laughs> I, I'm going to 
gonna have to rethink this whole situation. <laughs> like, how have you never watched this? This is you're right gonna, after hours. We're gonna end this recording. You're gonna write up an email. It's gonna go out <laughs> to the office on Monday. I'm gonna expose like, you to the you office. Too, She's a fraud. You two unfortunate circumstances. I am now the sole owner of Book Club. Amy had to. <laughs> She had to exit left. That was it. She's done. Oh wow. my god! Well, so okay. bad. Watch Mindhunter. It is. Oh, now, now great. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the weekend. That's it. Okay. It <laughs> is a great show. Netflix messed up when they canceled that one for sure. They should have taken the budget from the one and thrown it into yes. another season on that. I don't know why they didn't. One hundred percent. Is there anything that we liked about the show that we liked about the show instead of the book? Anything at all that we think they did better? No, (laughs) no, (laughs) that's a hard no for me. (laughs) No wardrobe. The wardrobe was great. Wardrobe and the office and apartment locations, just the interior decorating, which has nothing to do with the storylines. Storyline wise, no. I think the only thing that I will give them that I did like beyond the suits was the way we could actually see how these DNA matches were impacting society in like a very real way. Um, Just the way that Rebecca was like leveraging it against politicians to get her way. You know, you saw it in billboards. You saw how it was just kind of changing the game in real life. That was interesting. But that was pretty much, that's all I got for them. That's all I got. You took away my Christopher and I will never forgive you for that. So at the end of the book, Rebecca's fake match brings her whole empire down. One of the ways he does this is he messes with the matches. And he basically is like, there's a small subset, which at this point, a small subset is still several million people were incorrectly matched because he messed with the algorithm. So taking that, even though it didn't happen in the show, do you think there were any characters in the book or the show that you don't feel were matches? Or who do you think was actually a match? Ooh, I mean, he wrote the stories so well, you know, happy ending or not, that I don't know, they felt it felt real. I think Kate and Christopher were definitely matches because I don't think a sociopathic serial killer would be able to change the way he was changing for anything else that wasn't like a true DNA match because he was actually starting to understand empathy and understanding like, okay, maybe I can put somebody else above what I'm doing. So I I definitely feel like they were a true match. I think Mandy was because that was just too crazy not to be real. Like that was insane. Uh, that, and I also agree that Christopher and Amy were as well. I don't know about Jade, Nick and Alex were for sure. Yeah, they were. Now let's say, what if you were matched with someone halfway across the world and knowing that this was, they could book the ticket for you? (laughs) No, that, or they can fly over here. (laughs) They can come, they can come to me. I'd be like, it depends where they're at. Like if they're like in like. Australia, I refuse to go there because of the spiders. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not doing it. There's a spider migration that happens like somewhere in Australia and it would happen when I went. And if you've oh, seen no. the videos, the spiders there eat birds. The spiders can eat the birds in Australia. So I refuse to go. So if my match was in Australia, I'd be like, listen, everything there kills you. 
I live in Florida where people kill you, but like, so, okay. Like a- Kat and I are Floridians. <laughs> I live in the New York City area now, but we grew up in an area where alligators and anacondas were eating each other, and you're going to go off about a damn spider in Australia. Like, we, that's crazy. I think, okay, I think our well, level of what's acceptable because of Florida <laughs> is very off because there, no, there were I, wild I, boars running down the street <laughs> in Florida. I'd be on my bicycle. And I would have two wild boars <laughs> on either side of me. Like, that's where we grew up. So I think we might need to, like, rethink some of this. Okay, but wild boars. Okay, that's anacondas, alligators. They're supposed to eat you and chase you. Like, a hurricane, a migration of spiders. I can't. See? They're See? Eight, uh, eight legs there. and hairy and they can eat birds no Mm -hmm. i honestly i don't know if it's because i'm like so hard floridian but like that video of the older dude who had a cigar in and he was keeping the gator from eating his dog i was like yeah i could do that like this is that's 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 that's, he like literally and he didn't drop his cigar once that thing stayed in his mouth that's how og he was And I was like, yeah, you know, like I can handle that. What I cannot handle is a spider migration. (laughs) You get it, it, Amy. So that's the thing. So if he was in Australia, if he was in New Zealand, I'd be like, you know, I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Book me a ticket. I'll be there. It'll be cool. But if you're in Australia, yeah, I'm down. What if he lives in a hobbit house though? What if he... (laughs) Is he a hobbit? (laughs) 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 Is that why I got mashed we have some issues because <laughs> I am not a hobbit. Like, you're walking to the land of the giants over here. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I don't think this is real. Like, I don't, I don't think this, this is a real thing. This is a mismatch thing. algorithm right here. Yeah. This is not correct. This is someone's been fucking with this in the background. No, exactly. No good. I'd be like, okay. this is a lie, but thanks for the free trip oh to New God. Zealand. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Amy, All what right, about so- you? What if your match was in like, I don't even know. What if he was a scientist and one of the three people that are like in Antarctica or something crazy? What would you do? Don't do it. What if he hated killer and thriller movies too? And he could only watch like stupid comedies and like chick flicks. I, I couldn't. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I would put on. And he's one of the three scientists in Antarctica. I would buy all of the winter coats and I would try it. And when I got there, if it was only romantic comedies, I would be on the next boat to get me to the next plane just to <laughs> get out of there. It's like sled dog thing to take yeah. you to the boat to take you to the plane. Yes. Got it. I love that it's not the negative 30 degrees. That is like a deal breaker. It's the rom-coms. I, like, I, put on, I hate the cold, but I would put on coats because I would be super curious um, and all the gloves and all the scarves and all the hats. But yeah, no, can't do the A lifetime of forever of only rom-coms. No. That would no. be rough. I feel like Amy is going to end up with like an actual murder mystery writer and I or, thought you were going to say an actual murderer. Christopher. If he was a murderer, he'd be somebody who was doing it for like a book, you know, like, but it's still bad, but he would only do it once and it would be for his, <laughs> his, his art. Uh, or you're going to end up with like Paul Holes or someone like that. Like someone who yeah. helped break a massive, a massive, massive, yeah. like murder serial killer case. Some, something like that, which 
I would also be very interested in because I would be so fascinated and just there every day. Like, tell me more. Uh, Again, I don't know how you haven't watched Mindhunters. As soon as we're done, I'm starting. Like, the TV's over there and I'm I'm just getting ready to start. We'll do check-ins next week, Kat. I'll report back and make sure she's she's watching it. I'll let you know. Quiz me next week, Ashley. I will. Um, Okay, so I'm going to take us back to the book for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. At the end, when everything was falling apart, the, the assistant had asked Ellie, hey, what if, because like of the hundreds of people, hundreds of millions of people who could have potentially been mismatched, like what if they start asking? So question for you, you took the test, you were matched, and then all of a sudden the news broke like, oh, hey, uh, sorry, not sorry, your match might not actually be your match, but like you've already, you're committed, you're in love, you're making this work. Do you want to get retested to see if your match is really like if you were a true match or if you were the, one of the ones that were messed with? I mean, I think at that point I might just be like, I don't buy any of this at this point. So I'm not I'm not sure that I would because I I think I would lose all trust in their entire organization. So I agree with Ash. I'd be mm-hmm. like, y'all lying. This is a lie. And I mean, if I was happy with who I was with, I probably wouldn't shake any trees. I agree. That's what it's about at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily believe in like a quote unquote soul mate other than friends, honestly, that are definitely Mm -hmm. like your other half. But I think you can be happy with people and feel fulfilled with people for different reasons at different stages in your life. And I just, I just think that's it. If you're happy, you're happy. Leave it at that. I kind of think about it is like the way the whole DNA thing was set up. It, they said it in the show. It's kind of like a pheromone match. You can have multiple pheromone matches. Mm-hmm. I've had some guys who I pheromone match with that were straight up trash. Same. And I was like, damn, if my pheromones weren't married to your pheromones, we would not have this issue. So you could have great chemistry with some person and it's just an awful toxic relationship like sex life. And then, (laughs) I mean, but end up with a really great guy who Mm -hmm. may not hit all those, but it's kind of like you have to weigh out your, your pros and cons on that. And I think Mm -hmm. you hit a point in life where you realize that it's like, it is like sex life. Oh my God. But -hmm. you realize you want to be with the person who actually values you as a human is like your best friend that you actually want to spend your life with versus somebody who might have this like crazy off the wall chemistry with but you actually hate them like that's not fun I've been in both relationships and I would much prefer to be in the one I'm in where I'm with like my one of my best friends like that is much better than I hate you and I want to fight you all the time like that's not that's not fun for no because that gets exhausting yeah yes they did not make it yeah (laughs) the ability is a very attractive quality when you get to a certain age not you and me (laughs) No, I think if, if <laughs> no, relationships are already no. there, like no. But what no. if he's the rom com guy? Then Amy is definitely getting retested. Okay, yes, the rom com guy. Yes, I would volunteer to say I think something's wrong. I'm being retested. <laughs> but if it's the Antarctica guy and it's great, and he decides and agrees with me that it's stupid to live in Antarctica for 198 million days a year. And we've got it worked out. And then like two or three years down the road, they're like, oh, sorry, we think it was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. Go away. I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this again. (laughs) It's like, you remember in Practical Magic at the end where um, Sandra Bullock is talking to Nicole Kidman and she's like, what do I do about the sheriff dude? 
And Nicole Hibben hits her with, uh, what wouldn't I do for the right guy? I'm always like, me too, Nicole. I totally I love get that it movie. now. That, that, that movie, movie. That Australia movie. with the spiders. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So. I'm still upset that that house that they, ha- that they had in the movie was just a set. Like, it was just, like, the, the yeah, front left. of it. And then they, like, yeah. tore it down. I was like, why would you do that? I don't care if it's, it's beautiful. Just let me stand in front of it and take a picture. Like, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> I'm still upset about that. That is a really good movie. Oh, so good. So good. Unlike this one, they did a great job. I would highly recommend listeners, just read the book. Just read the book. If you really want to waste eight hours of your life watching the show, you absolutely can, but just read the book. It's so much, it's worth it. It will keep you flipping pages. You will not regret it. It's easily a four-star read on Goodreads. Just read. The I book. gave it five, so definitely yeah. highly. I'm trying to be, you know, like not every, maybe not every. It wasn't for everybody. Maybe somebody doesn't like serial killers. I mean, they shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But four to five stars easily. Easy. And that is my final thought on that. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. So let's switch into the pop culture of the week. Have you guys seen the whole Disney versus ScarJo versus Disney, oh, that whole nonsense? I have, but it, it just feels like a lot of rich people yelling at each other about wanting to get richer. So <laughs> I can't say that I truly care about what's going on. Um, I'm struggling with it because on one hand, I'm like, good for her, standing up for herself, standing up for her contract and like what she mm-hmm. signed on to do. And on the other half, I'm like, are you tone deaf? Like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I am not comfortable being in movie theaters yet. I hate being around people as it is. And also I'm one of those people where the sound of like chewing drives me insane at times. And I was in Black Panther. I'm still not over this. I was in Black Panther with like homegirl (laughs) next to me, like snapping her gum or something. And I was about to lose my entire (laughs) shit in that movie theater. Like it was about to be like brown girl goes crazy. Like Florida woman in New Jersey, (laughs) loses her whole shit. Like, I can't do it. So I am very happy to sit in my house and watch it on HBO Max or pay the extra $30 to watch Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. I'm okay with that because I can take pauses. I can have my own snacks. I can, you know, do whatever I need to do. So I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the tone deaf side of things. But like I said, this is rich people problems, so... I can just say if that was me with this Black Panther, I would have stopped watching that movie and just started watching her until she felt my eyes drilling into her head and been like, John was, <laughs> like, John was trying to rein it in because he just felt my rage bubbling up again, like Hades in Hercules, like he felt the blue flames just like, like rising because I was just like, I was I was about to lose my mind. But luckily, she stopped at the correct time. So. <laughs> like we're be like I'm gonna Wakanda forever your ass. I right know. It's about to be real bad, real bad. So. Well, I think theaters started making bad decisions when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put in the recliner seats and we're gonna deliver real That's food and real alcohol was. to you." Like the last, I think one of the last movies I saw in the theater uh, was Downton Abbey, and <gasps> I um. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Again, show better than the movie. Really? I th- I think so. I think so. Wait, you said you think um, the show's better than the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, agreed. But yeah, I yeah. I just loved being back with the characters. They could make 
a, a trash. They could do their own version of how bad this show, the one was, and I would and still I would watch, watch it. it because right. I love the characters so much. I could just watch them doing their day to day task and just no drama whatsoever, and I'd be happy because I love I love being there. But anyway, right. So there was four of us maybe, and then I was on the edge of our group, and so the person sitting next to me fell asleep. Because it was a recliner chair, and his feet were up, coat over like a blanket, uh-huh. and he was a snorer, and no. a very loud snore. And I just kept. And then I, my sister was with us, and she's like, "You should just poke him and wake him up." I was like, "No, yeah. you know, maybe he had a really long day." And then it got louder yeah. and louder, and, and then I did, and I did, and I did <laughs> until he woke up, and he wasn't happy. But I was like, "Shh." It's this isn't like a sleep study bro. It. what are you yeah. doing no. <laughs> you're so much nicer than me i would have slapped him in the face <laughs> and then when he was like what i'd been like you're snoring the whole theater can hear you <laughs> if you're tired go home and take a nap bro like, right? you got a car this is this is a very expensive place to come and take a nap like it yeah. probably cost you 49 dollars to get in and you could have just gotten home yeah. I watched Black Widow in the theaters because obviously everything's open in Florida. We don't shut down. If she was doing it in the essence of like helping theaters out, because the last thing I want is like for all the movie theaters to go under and then we have nothing. Like I don't want to always like stream. I would have, I can see that. And I also understand the whole breach of contract. Like that was completely unfair. So I don't know. I'm like wishy-washy on it, but I heard that Kevin Feige is on Scarlett Johansson's side and is also pissed at Disney for it. As much as I hate it, I think we're in this for a bit still. So I think it's going to be a hybrid situation of people streaming, paying extra on streaming and or going into movie theaters. And I don't think that we should push it one way or the other because everybody's level of comfortability is different. And I think this is, this is a way to make things more inclusive for everybody to experience and enjoy it and whatever. So I think they're just going to have to figure out the way they're doing their contract situation and just keep it moving. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for, I don't feel bad for millionaires that they can't get their extra millions. They'll be okay. Yeah. Right. Same. I didn't feel bad when I saw that 50 million extra. I was like, you know what you could do with that 50 million extra? keep all the theaters and, and donate it to somebody, do something, mm-hmm. give it to me. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I'll show you how to manage that. Donate it to Page Rage. Yeah, donate it to Page Rage. Donate it to small, independently owned movie theaters, to drive-in yep. movie theaters. AMC and Regal don't need any more money either. They're fine. They're fine. No. They'll be okay. I like, yes. Established drive-in movie theaters in yes. every single state. Like, bring yeah, them back. Bring those back. We have one. I went to a couple of those last summer, and it was great. It was weird being around that many people because, you know, our lockdown in the Northeast was very different than a lot of the rest of the U.S., but it was weird seeing all those people all of a sudden. But it was it was just nice, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I'd never gotten to do that before. If Disney CEO just happens to come upon Page Rage, what would you say to them? <laughs> Um, I will happily take your money. Let us know what you need. I will wear the mini ears. Uh, we love Harry Potter, and I'm sorry that is a universal property, but we haven't really talked much about it. So, you know, I can talk about Star Wars, the Mandalorian, and I'll wear all the shirts. Just, 
you know, give us all the merchandise. We'll do whatever, whatever you want. It's fine with yeah. me. We'll, we'll even proofread your contracts for you to make sure that uh, all the right language is in there. So you know. happy to help. So happy to help. You just let us know what you need, Mr. Dizzy Man. <laughs> I'm waiting for Kevin Feige to give me a call, to be honest with you. I'm like, uh, Marvel, I'm waiting for my moment <laughs> to give me a call. Oh, my God. Marvel would be amazing. I'm not going to lie. And I hope nobody who works at my actual company is listening other than Amy. But, like, I always look at Marvel openings because I'm just like I that would be so cool to like work for Marvel but you know so Marvel if you're listening I'm just kidding I'm just kidding anyway I'm not kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always look at like uh whoever they're like introducing and the superhero and I'm like I could play that person like why wasn't I called <laughs> I <can do> that. <laughs> I'm like I could have been She-Hulk I could have been Jessica Jones. Like, I live that life every single day. Like I, I am wouldn't her. need to rehearse. I wouldn't need to read a script. Like it's Throw me done. In, Just, yes, Good. exactly. Let us know. DM us. Slide into our DMs, Disney. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Rage is here for you. Hey, you know what? There might even be some free pie in it for them if they Ooh, do reach out. Angry so, girl you know. pie. Girl. <laughs> angry she girl just pies. upped the ante. She <laughs> upped the ante. We need a special, if like, you don't get that, murdery. I don't know what's okay, going on. maybe not for Disney. Disney doesn't need murdery pies. They don't like murdery no. pies, but <laughs> we need, like, a special, like, page rage murdery pie situation. So All right. I'll get on that. I'll, yeah, I'll come up with something for sure. All right. You yeah. heard it here first. We will have a page rage angry girl pie <laughs> special recipe coming at you soon. <laughs> I'm excited. At any rate, we want to hear from you. What did you think of the one? Did you think it was trash like us or did you actually enjoy it? Email us at hello at pageragepodcast.com or DM us on Insta at pageragepodcast. And of course, please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast network.